What did you think of them working around Kingpin getting shot in the face? What, where they just didn't explain how he's not dead? Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm Colin. And I'm John, and we are your hosts. <laughs> yep. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a TV show, which we've only a done TV show. one other one of, which was One Piece, so go listen to that if you want to. But this week, we're talking about Echo, which is... Echo, Echo, Echo. Good job. I don't know why I didn't expect that joke to come from you. <laughs> um, but Echo is, at this point, Marvel's newest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their newest series on Disney Plus. It's also their newest MCU entity in general. Um, it is also the last thing to come out as a result of Bob Chapek adding all of the extra Disney Plus stuff with all the Marvel things, so they didn't have like the showwriter, showrunner, like TV things that you normally would have. Yeah. So this is the last of that era of Disney Plus Marvel shows. So hopefully that means anything moving forward will be a little bit better produced, just in general. Not that there haven't been good things in the past couple of years, but uh, moving forward... No, but but those were definitely, they feel like, at least to me, flukes. Yeah. Like the system worked just mm-hmm. by chance, not by design. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what comes next, but we're not worried about what comes next. Today, we're worried about Echo and our thoughts on Echo. Um, and speaking of our thoughts on Echo... We're going to be talking about the entire show, so spoiler warning. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about all of it. Yes, we are. Um, things that might come next, things that um, precede this as well probably will be talked about a little bit. Um, that probably. Includes, that includes a lot of old, old shows that were only on Netflix previously but are now on Disney Plus and considered MCU canon. Also Hawkeye. Also Hawkeye. Still love Hawkeye. Sorry. <laughs> that's no you're that's, fair that's oh, the right. episode that the world will never get so it's fine because um uh, yeah. oops. Because, uh the way we recorded that did not work out so oops well no. it's fine uh but we like hawkeye so it's all good um but without further ado let's jump in colin what's your one sentence summary of echo Oh, man. I, you know, every single time we do, like, a review of a TV show or movie, well, now a movie TV show thing, I know that we do this, and I always forget to, like, prep something. Mm-hmm. I don't um, prep anything. It's really bad. It's fine. Echo <laughs> is a show that continues Hawkeye without Hawkeye. Cool. I like it. Um, all right. Thanks. Fine. Mine is a show that really just made me want to learn American Sign Language so much more. (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 all I got because it really, as I'm watching it, because for those of you who don't know, um, this show is about uh, Maya Lopez, who is deaf and um, also very strong (laughs) um but 
because she's deaf, there is a lot of sign language in this show, which I think is so cool that it's all accurate sign language and it's all legit and that all the people involved know it, which is super, super cool. Um, but and it made, made me very really much... Good... Sorry, they, they made some really good character choices with who knows sign language and how sign language is used throughout mm-hmm. the entire show as well. Um, with all the free time I'd Fair. have, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you uh, have tons of free time. I'm available always. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, it's yeah, I really like that aspect of the show. I expected it going in because when we were introduced to Maya Lopez in Hawkeye, it was a thing that had to happen there as well. So there was a lot of ASL. It was yeah. a thing that had, uh, it was definitely more focused on in this, which was really cool. Part of that, uh, with, with her being in Hawkeye, I knew that she was going to have a show based off of what was being released and talked about. Like, obviously for most of it, she's going against um vincent d'onofrio's kingpin and we'll get more into him in general but um the fact that she did make questionable choices and did do morally negative things right was really cool to me because it made her human it made her not just this i'm a good guy she's not really a villain she's definitely just kind of an anti-hero in this show which i like i think that's kind of cool Um, Because it left me wondering how I would, like, just wondering throughout the whole thing, like, how I feel about her, right? It left you questioning. Absolutely. It separated her from the rest of the regular Marvel characters. And Mm -hmm. and this show did a really good job at testing boundaries in terms of Marvel. Yeah. Like, uh, I think about how violent the show is. Yeah. Um, So, Echo is Disney Plus's first mature rated thing that they have put on disney plus at least for, yeah Mar- marvel at least for spotlight, marvel right yeah uh yes exactly and knowing that going in i there were definitely moments that were grotesque and mature for sure i feel like because they gave it this rating though i was expecting more than we got yeah it definitely still felt disney owned marvel Mm-hmm. But not like uh, you know. I, I'm. I know you're thinking it like the boys. That's my thought when I go to like realistic look of violence in a superhero show. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't expect them to go to that to that level. But like, even no, 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 not to that level. But I'm surprised they didn't get like more beyond what we've already seen. Exactly. Like I would argue that. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is probably more gruesome in some spots than this show. In some spots, for sure, but not overall. Like, But yeah, I, I was expecting violence very similar to what we got in The Punisher on, on Netflix. Or maybe not exactly to the level of The Punisher, but around mm-hmm. there. And it and felt that's... more and yeah, like and more I... than what we've gotten, but less than yeah. what I was expecting. I agree. And I think that... Um... I was expecting something along the same lines, like the level of violence and gore that's in the Daredevil show from Netflix. Yeah, that's a good way. Like that's kind of because we I knew we knew Vincent D'Onofrio was going to be here as Kingpin and he had a couple brutal moments for sure. um, But I feel like even his character was downplayed in this show comparatively to what we have gotten in the past. I wonder if that has something to do with the lost episode because this this TV show is only five episodes long. Um, there was another episode shot, filmed, ready, and they cut it out and edited. Uh, it oh, out. really? I actually yep. didn't know that. Okay. 
So I'm wondering Maybe. if there was stuff like in that that ended up getting cut just because it didn't work toward the narrative. Maybe. Because right when this show was being edited is where they decided to change up everything with like Daredevil Born Again and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Daredevil, uh, all of the Netflix stuff is now canon, or at least most of it, because they keep changing their mind as to what's canon and what's not. Yeah, and you know... I kind of like to think that all of it is, especially because it's the same character, and I think it makes sense. And even if they're like, no, this isn't, I'll be like, but why not? So Absolutely. Daredevil's one of my, Daredevil, I think, of the shows on Netflix is my favorite one. Um, it, as for me, it's it's between that and Luke Cage. I, I really love Luke Cage, and now knowing that he's part of the MCU, mm-hmm. it, it would it's be neat cool. to see him just pop up as like a side oh, yeah. character somewhere. Definitely. Um, same with Jessica Jones. Season one of Jessica Jones. Is oh, incredible. for sure. It's probably my favorite think, season of anything. Um, but I yeah. think Daredevil overall, I it peaked, it kept my interest more. Like season two of Jessica Jones wasn't as crazy to me, but no. like Kill I do Kilgore Kilgrave. Sorry, Kilgrave in the first season of Jessica Jones was one of the coolest, most terrifying villains ever. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and good news for that. I'm pretty sure she has been uh, signed on for Born Again. Yes, that's what I had heard and saw as well. Um, but we're not talking and, about and speak, any of those no, things. No, no, we're, we're going to talk about Born Again just really okay, quick. Bring it on. Um, a leaked script of the original version of it before uh, Kevin Feige fired everybody and hired on new writers was to have Karen and Foggy be dead at the beginning of the series. Oh. To act as character development format. Ah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, and he didn't don the suit until the uh, fourth episode because he was going to pull a, I'm not Daredevil anymore. I'm Daredevil again. Wow. That's um, that's a long time to not see Daredevil. I'm so glad that Kevin Feige pulled a Kevin Feige. Thank you, Kevin Feige. Um, in Feige, we trust. Uh, <laughs> usually. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like post-Strike, and now that he kind of has a better idea of like where people's vibes are with the MCU, I, I think so. Yeah, I think it helps. Um, back to Echo. <laughs> oh yeah, Echo, the show but we're talking about. Back to Echo, still talking about Daredevil because we see him in Echo, but we only see him for one scene, and I was bummed that he was only in one scene. And and you know what? I I remembered reading an article or two about how a leaked uh, version of this fight was put online. And um, people were were saying that it wasn't good. I think it was fine. I, think I, I don't know where fine. the criticism came from. I... Like, like, it wasn't the best fight in the world, but it was definitely... Uh, he exists in this universe, in the same universe that she does, and the story does not overlap beyond this moment. Yeah, and that makes sense. Um, I my So that fight, out of any of the fights in this whole limited series, was my least favorite. Not because it was Daredevil. I love Daredevil. I think that um, Charlie Cox is an incredible Matt Murdock, and mm-hmm. he does a great job. And I, I think my biggest issue was watching it without like slowing it down or going back and watching it a second time. Just watching it the first time, there were so many very clear, like stage punches. It was very very clear to me. That's like, fair. Like, I feel like overall. Marvel does a good job of making it look believable. And I think maybe that's where a lot of people's complaints come in is 
there were so many moments where I was like, that didn't connect. There was like six inches of space that you could see between that hand and that person. Like I just, yeah. it, it felt very poorly shot in that sense. The actual like fight choreography, very cool. If they had filmed it from a better angle to make it more believable, then I probably would have liked it a lot more. But because of it being that straight on side to side, like Mortal Kombat shot, for most of the fight, you could see a lot of those um, pulled punches and pulled things like that, which that's how it happens. That's how um, acting works. But when you're watching it, you want it to be believable. And I think for me, that was my gripe with it. So I get why people complained, but the actual like choreo no, it, itself was very cool to me. And that's more so what I mean, is that it wasn't the best fight in the world, but I don't think it deserved the criticism that it got. No, and it it really, again, to your point, was just to show that Matt Murdock is a part of this world and Maya isn't necessarily a good guy because we know Daredevil is a good guy, but maybe she is, question mark? Who the heck knows? Also, that was flashback time, so... Is she in the Thunderbolts lineup? I know we're talking about Echo, but is, is she supposed to be in Thunderbolts? I don't think so. Okay, because it feels like this type of character is exactly what the Thunderbolts team is going to be in charge of and about. It totally could be, and she could be at some point. I don't think she... I don't remember seeing her name anywhere to be a part of the Thunderbolts, though. But I don't know. That's fair. Okay. Um, anyway, back to I'm sure we go. could look that up right away, but I don't feel like it, so we're not going to. Me <laughs> um so i want to um just bring up you watched this before i did you watched the whole thing in like a day good for you um yep i had the time and i did it yes and um you texted me about 20 minutes into the first episode and the text you (laughs) said was a lot i don't i don't have it pulled up but it was along the lines of I don't understand what's going on right now. <laughs> and... Yeah. No, I, I honestly, I paused it and looked <laughs> to see if I was watching the right thing. Well, and I was like, what is he talking about? I've heard that this is going to be a pretty decent show. Does he not like it? Does he already hate this show? And I was like, what oh. the heck's happening? <laughs> and so I started watching it then like later that day. And I was like, I understand exactly what he means because the first scene of the entire series is like aliens. And I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. And for a split second, it looks like they're not wearing clothing at all. Um, (laughs) And I was like, Marvel, I know that this is mature, but like that's full frontal. I I don't know if that's what you're intending. It wasn't though. It was different because they had like weird tree bark skin or whatever. I don't even know what they were, but. And then they had a cave fall in and then they evolved into humans apparently yes and they become the choctaw native american population and (laughs) that's where maya's heritage is from i did not expect this show to go where it went i really did no i thought it was going to stay in new york i wasn't expecting us to go like into her heritage and 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 i didn't expect this to be about native american heritage at all I was expecting some just based off of what was brought up in uh, Hawkeye. Okay. But it's not a whole lot. Yeah. You know? But I will say... I'm glad they did. I think that gave it... They did justice to it because it was really, really interesting. And oh, I learned well, I a mean, lot at about the, it. At the, 
at the very end there's a, a card saying like thank mm-hmm. you for the tribe for helping us make this yeah and i think that really helped like having that communication between the tribe and the producers and, and the people making the show helped really not make a mockery of of anybody and more so make mm-hmm. whatever was they wanted to use as far as like storyline and show and plot work within uh I'm trying to figure out what the word is. Like, work without offending the tribe and, and work to, like, better the, the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought it was really cool. Um, what did you think about... I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, Maya's superpowers. <laughs> I liked it because it... it separated her a little bit from like the the typical just person wanting to do good and pushing themselves to what they can and made it feel more marvel superhero-y mm-hmm. what i didn't like and and this is a me thing this is 100 percent a me thing i'm i'm very aware well aware that this is a problem that i have because of who i am in what if there is a character named kahardi and her is this superpower season two? This is season two. Okay, I have not seen it, but that's okay. Okay, she's a Native American character, mm-hmm. and her superpowers are amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to see this character in live action so bad because of just how cool she is and, and the power setup that she has. It's not like Echo. Um, I forget sure. her character's name. That isn't Echo. Um, but Maya I'm worried Lopez? that... Be- yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm worried that we won't see Kahardi in live action now because of the power set used in this show. Okay. But we do see Kahardi though, because Kahardi is her best friend or her cousin. Like the the voice act the voice actress for Kahardi in What If is her cousin in Echo. Oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah, so she's kind of there, but it's not the same character, so it wouldn't be the same Yeah. Like you you couldn't have that character then okay. be Kahardi based off of like her whole backstory. Gotcha. Okay, that's cool though, um, and I totally get that. That would be frustrating for me not having seen What If season two yet. Shame on me, I know. Um, You'll get there. You'll get there. I'll get there. I know. Um, but me not having seen that, I didn't have that to compare it to, right? I did think it was cool. I thought it was interesting. I also personally, I feel like really wanted Maya to just be like this, this human, which she is, but just she has her abilities because of how she was trained how she grew up how she has managed her um different disabilities and grown through that so having spirals light up on her hands that make her do different things felt forced to me sometimes it it did feel like something that didn't need to be there and i get trying to incorporate like the heritage of the Choctaw Native Americans and like being related to the first one and using that as the reasoning behind it. Right. Like I get that, but I really like more the idea of Maya Lopez just being this like super awesome fighting character just because that's the abilities that she has. Um, And I'm going to jump to the end of this series. Oh, man, we're jumping. 
that's fine. We do that all the time. I, I was wondering um, if we're going to bring it up because I was about to bring it up. I think that the ending fight of this series was the most lackluster thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was so lame. It, and it's, it, it's only so lame because she has these powers and it made things happen that were weird. But not, it not was very... Because she I like, didn't used... necessarily mind... Sorry, I'll, I'll let you say your piece and then I've got my piece. She like she did the Ang to Ozai thing, but like in a much <laughs> less exciting way. Like she was like, "Stop!" And he was like, "I'm afraid. I gotta go." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> now, here I know you want to say your two cents on this, but here's the thing: I understand why they did what they did because they couldn't take out Kingpin because they need him for Daredevil: Born Again and potentially more. So like, right. I knew going into this series that he was going to be the bad guy in this series and he was going to leave just fine. But at the same time, make it something that's interesting, please. And, and they, I mean, they tried with his uh, henchman that was in charge of the factory trying to track her down and after she blew it up. Um, and he was kind of a menacing presence ish but he that just was the like best fight in the whole two. show the, i mean the fight in the bowling alley yeah that was the best yeah. part that was it that was what that final fight should have been more like i feel like it's like they peaked too early yes and and part of it i think has to do with the fact that there was only and i only know this because i went up to uh i, I was you know cooking or, or doing something and i paused the show on episode five realizing that there was only five episodes and it said something like 14 minutes left, and we hadn't even started the climax of mm -hmm. the series. There's 14... We're wrapping this up in 14 minutes? Yeah, right. How? Okay. All right. And the show just kind of... Don't forget ends. about the seven minutes of credits. So... Yeah. I was just so confused why that's the route they went. Like, I get it a little bit. I, I didn't mind the whole her trying to, like, show Kingpin that he's been through these traumas and that he can be helped. I didn't mind that so much. If that if there was other stuff in the finale other than the main henchman guy gets blown up, mm -hmm. the other guys get drawn, drawn dr driven over in a monster truck, yep. and that's it. Oh, and the grandma and uh, her cousin are given uh, fighting powers for two seconds. See, I thought that it was kind of cool. but th That was cool, but it was only like two minutes worth of actual mm -hmm. like ending fight kind of thing. No, and that's what you I know? mean. It was, it was lackluster because it was short, and there wasn't actually a lot of action that happened. Um, I, I'm going to go back to my issue with the whole ending situation for Kingpin, right? Like, yes, I agree with you. It's a really cool move to try and like, be like, you can be better because you're more than your past. Right. And you can overcome that, but right, right. he's going to go into daredevil born again and still be a terrible person. Yeah. So it didn't do what it was supposed to do. It just made him run away for right now. Yeah. To be fair, though, just we're still at the end, so we're just going to stay at the end. Um, sure. The, the mid credit scene. I think... Oh, no. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see Kingpin run for mayor and 
if he doesn't get mayor based on the tease I've of heard, it. I've heard a rumor that he show. just starts as mayor in the show. Which makes sense, because I, I would why would you to tease him the... running for it if it doesn't happen? I would love to see the campaign for it, but... Exactly. And maybe that'll be a flashback or something, but it makes sense oh, yeah. that he would be mayor in the thing. I think that's a really cool power move on his part, right? Um, I just really want him to be the bad guy against Tom Holland in, in I would Spider-Man. love that. I really would love that. Um, and maybe he, maybe his character, because of what Maya did, will go the route of, I am doing the right thing in his mind. Yeah. Even though it probably isn't actually the right thing. And as much as we've been complaining about it, I think in this show he was the best part. I, I But that being said, I just love Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Um, I was going to say, then, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> coming into recording this, I was like, Colin's going to say that Vincent D'Onofrio was the best part, but I feel like you're a little biased <laughs> because he's just one of your favorite actors. Oh, especially in, a just in this role. part. Yeah. Um, but they do so many good job, like such a good job of showing like the Kingpin character. Like um, he spends however much money to develop technology where it is <laughs> a uh, contact lens that translates words into ASL rather than just learning ASL himself. Which I will say... It's such a great that character was, moment. If that was legit technology, that'd be awesome. Oh, it'd be amazing. Um, that would be incredible. But, yes, the fact that he is claiming to be family to Maya and will not take the time to actually be able to communicate with her on his own right. is kind of awful. So... It's yes. exactly who his character is, and, and oh, they yeah. do such a good job at showing that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to mention really quick, and I just want your thoughts on it. Okay. What did you think of the motorcycle? I thought the... Do, so... do you have thoughts on the motorcycle? Because my thoughts on the motorcycle are, why was it in the promotional material so much? When you pull this show up on Disney+, Plus, it's her it's showing up in front of the motorcycle. motorcycle. And, and any time throughout the credits, it's the motorcycle. She doesn't do anything with the motorcycle aside from no, driving around town. She rides town. it. Yeah, that's all she yeah, does. Yeah, and she she drives to Oklahoma, and then she mm-hmm. does she go back? No, she doesn't go back to New York. She stays in Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't promote this more with <laughs> like Native American stuff, or you know, that's... just anything from the show that isn't. Well, just... yeah, but like that's the basis of this show. It's not the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand. <laughs> It's not like it's that great of a motorcycle. It's motorcycle. It's, it's, <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> I don't understand either. I agree with you. Um, um, no, but the, the the real best part of the show, I think we can both agree, it's actually biscuits and just how <laughs> just unrelentingly positive this guy is through the whole show oh poor biscuits though biscuits is just a puppy like that's who he is yeah he's like a loyal dog like sorry biscuits <laughs> but like that's like his he, he's like i will do whatever you need because i care about you yeah <laughs> like that's it and it gets him into trouble um but yep. it was really fun to see so i did like that too um I wish we had more time to develop some interaction between Maya and Bonnie. Bonnie, right? Was it Bonnie? Yeah. Yep. Um, Because... You got the name. I couldn't remember it earlier. I think that 
her character's really cool and really interesting. And because in this flashback, Maya literally says, we're sisters, right? They're cousins, but she says, no, we're sisters. Like, we right, are right. the closest we can be. You are probably the most important person to me. And then Maya has to go um, and doesn't speak to her for so long. And I feel like there's not a lot of development there that there could be. No, and, and the, the best part of it is that whole bowling alley sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that whole scene or that whole moment, episode, whatever it is. And that's yeah. really all we get. Yeah. I just would have liked to see more of it because I think the two of them did act well together and I wanted to see more interaction between them. Oh, for sure. Um, Granted, it's a five-episode show. What are you going to do? You have to fit everything in, and that's not the primary focus. But I just – I like those little moments, and I wanted a few more of those. Really, with any of her family that she abandoned for so long, right? Like, I would have loved to see more um, between her and – grandma question mark yeah um, grandma. yeah i just i would have loved to see more there like they had a really really cool touching moment um where like they both got their frustrations out but then like mm-hmm. moved on from it and that was yep. awesome but it but took until really the fourth it. episode yeah. and that was it yes and that that was my biggest frustration with this show between that and um the the whole oh i don't want to go talk to bonnie she wouldn't want to talk to me mm-hmm. i i'm not ready for that okay that's fine if that's your starting point but that can't also be the midpoint because yeah. that's frustrating when that's every character mm-hmm. you don't want to talk to any of these characters then why are we doing a show why are they there <laughs> oh man um i get it to an extent no, no i i get it but like at a certain point, mm-hmm. you need the plot to move forward, yeah. and it, it it's just frustrating. I think that's one of my bigger issues with the show is just there's a lot of downtime, in my opinion, and I feel like yeah. we could have fit a lot more action in if we didn't spend so much time in that downtime. Granted, yes, it's a lot of there is a lot of exposition in the show for it being like a sequel show for Maya Lopez because we didn't know a lot about her past. We didn't learn that in Hawkeye. They saved that for this because they knew this was coming. Um, And so there was still a lot of exposition here, a lot more about her relationship with Kingpin that we didn't get before. Um, And that all needed to happen to show the balance there. But speaking of that connection really quick um not to cut you off no what did you think of them working around kingpin getting shot in the face what where they just didn't explain how he's not dead (laughs) you mean the part where he got shot and he doesn't have an eyeball which means a bullet went through his eye you know what's behind your eyeball eyeball. but you know what's behind that your brain um oh oh is that what that says yeah like how yeah how that's what i want to know yeah because they didn't explain it they They just gave him a weird technology based eye patch that he doesn't need all the time yeah it's it's like a healing eye patch Mm -hmm. kind of thing one thing that i I hope that they do that would really it would be kind of like a retcon but it would be more of a explanation kind of retcon have him be a mutant you know, have that mm-hmm. be why he's so strong. Have that be why he can take on what he can take on. Have that be why he can fight Spider-Man. 
Yeah, which I, I mean, want him to fight Spider-Man. I know, I do too, and I feel like it has to happen unless they like take him out and born again, which I don't see happening. Um, well, you, you can't have him be arrested at the end of it because that's how you ended Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah, you you know you you can't just do the same finale over again. I mean, you could, but I don't see them doing it, especially with all these rewrites. Yeah, I. I feel like if Tom Holland does another Spider-Man movie, which I'm hoping he does, um, it's honestly entirely up to him at this point. Um, yep. And I hope that he does, but if he well, doesn't... I feel like him and a bunch of other actors are, are looking around at the movies that have been coming out going, I don't want to be part of a project that has that kind of reception to it. Well, Tom Holland's on record saying he's only going to do it if it's worthwhile. Right. If it can top what No Way Home did, which is going to be hard to do, um, but Not I think it's attainable. But, yeah. It's totally possible. Um, and Kingpin is like one of the few big, big Spider-Man villains left that hasn't been touched in either of any of the three Spider-Man franchises, which yeah. is why I think it's a really good move. I've been hearing rumors about Mr. Negative, but I would love Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Mr. Negative's really are, cool, too. We are but... talking about Echo, by the way, but we'll, we'll get there. Well, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Echo, on its own, in the grand scheme of the MCU, does not matter. Sorry, Echo. Echo is 100% yeah. a setup show, and that's what it needs to be. Because it's set up a lot for Daredevil Born Again. It's set up a lot for the future in New I York think... in general. It transitioned Hawkeye into Born Again very well, as yes. far as like setting up the the state of the world. For sure. Where would you rank this within the Marvel TV shows? Like in terms of my enjoyment, or like how we do our normal ratings? What? Well, okay. Um, it's definitely on in my lower half of what I enjoyed um, in terms of the TV shows. Right. Like it doesn't hold a candle to Loki. It doesn't hold a candle to WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put Moon Knight above it. I would put um, I would put most I would say it's better than Secret Invasion. <laughs> See, I, I liked this more than Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I liked it more than Falcon and Winter Soldier. I will say that, too. Granted, and I, I haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier in three years, so that could be a part of it. Um, yeah. But I agree. But no, I and, and I see what you mean about it not really being all that important aside from, hey, here's the world, and it being it, the quality it be, is what it is. I can talk. Um, Unless they're going to take Maya Lopez and make her this big feature in something else. Well, that's why I was wondering if she was in Thunderbolts, because that would make a lot of sense for her to show up in that and not have to explain who this character is and they just show up kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know if she's big enough for Valentina DeFontaine to even approach her. Oh, true. Like, because she would need to be recruited. Yeah. But she's not at Yelena's level. She's not at 
Bucky's level. She's not at any of that, right? She's not there. Yeah. She didn't make a name for herself. People don't really know who she is because she is this girl from New York slash Oklahoma um, who's worked secretly under Wilson Fisk, but not act like outwardly for Wilson Fisk. So people don't really know who she is. That's fair. What did you think? Sorry, this just made me think about it because like this is how she would have gotten a name for herself if the, she had succeeded okay. in taking over the Fisk business, which is what her plan was. What? It, yeah, when that was the beginning of the show, that's I, an was, ambitious I was move. on board. That's an ambitious move. That would have been pretty Very crazy. ambitious. When she said it's time for a queen, I, I thought that that was the thesis for the show and that was yeah. going to be the, the mm-hmm. arc of the show. Um, and I was on board. I was Listen, I was I looking forward to watching Pin, this. But... Well, not, not only that, but like I was kind of looking forward to what does it look like if a villain is in charge of the show? Mm-hmm. You know, if a villain is the character we're following. Yeah, and the that's kind of what I was saying. The only thing that we've had of that was Infinity War. Yeah, but that's kind of what I was saying before of like she really is an anti-hero because for most of the show, that is what she wanted. And she wanted to just crush the entire business so she could take over and run and right. be in charge in New York and do her thing and have that power. Um, granted, in the last episode, it became much more forget about that. Your family's what matters. And that made her no longer that villain type. But she still has that brutal side to her. Yeah. So I don't know. Real quick, um, going back to talking about the finale as far as, like, anti-climax and anti, like, oh, this is great, too. Oh, that was just kind of okay. Um, That was my thoughts on the whole train sequence. Because I thought it was going to be this huge thing, and and she jumps down onto this train, and it's crazy, and there's armed guards, and they're going around, and she does something, and then kind of just gets off the train. I mean, stuff happens, like she gets the leg crush and she jumps over to Biscuit's truck and all that, but it it just didn't feel big. And it was this big train sequence thing, and, and I don't know what it was about that whole thing, but it just didn't have that, like, oomph to it that other similar set pieces in the MCU have had. Yeah. And I don't know why I think that. You know what alone I think would have made it feel more intense um, What's that? If she actually had to completely lose her prosthetic leg, yeah, and try and get off the train with one leg, uh, because that alone would have made it a much more difficult task. Because she could still, like, obviously not completely function, but she could still limp her way around the train. I think, yeah. and that's back to her weird spiral hands, because um, that's what gave her that power it, to it, free herself. It did like the introduction of that power into the show but i meant like the whole set piece as a whole it just didn't have any sort of like i i didn't feel myself getting anxious in the same way that i do watching like mission impossible no um and it was very it was very stereotypical it was very cliche in terms of the things that happened right like it's the oh a bridge duck or oh the big ding 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 thing look out (laughs) um oh there's someone standing there jump over them don't get seen 
I feel like if there was a little more action to be had, a little more like being, if she had actually gotten spotted, it would have made it a lot more high stakes. That's fair. Like good on her for being stealthy and getting away with it. Um, but whenever there's a scene like that, I'm always hoping something, just something goes wrong because that makes it so much more suspenseful. Yeah. And like the worst thing that went wrong was her leg got stuck, but then the supernatural ability appeared and that's what took care of that. Um, and I think if her leg had gotten stuck and she had found some intuitive resourceful way to get out, that wasn't just like, Oh, you have this ability now that would have made it seem a little cooler too, because it would have shown her inventiveness and her abilities to fig to problem solve and get out of the situation that way. I probably would have enjoyed that more too. Like even That's like fair. detach the thing, like have the part of the train not go. Like that would have been really interesting. I don't okay. know. Yeah. I mean, obviously that would have made her very known that she was there, but. I can't wait for somebody to put together a like cumulative, cumulative list as to like, how many beings this character has killed? How many beings this character has mm-hmm. killed? Because like Tony, uh, Tony Hawk, uh, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> How has many killed... beings has Tony Hawk yeah, killed? Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Tony has you know He's blown a lot of minds. However I will many say. people. Yeah, really. Uh, Hulk has killed however many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint and Natasha have both killed however many people. But with blowing up that warehouse, there were a lot of background actors in that thing. Oh yeah. Um. They're all gone. Yep. Yeah, they yeah, are. That's it. That, that was just the thought. Well, I mean, also, we get a glimpse into Maya's past. She worked for Wilson Fisk as literally an assassin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many people has she killed? Yeah. In the name of Kingpin. Like, that's wild to me. That That's also why I'm like, she's not a good person. <laughs> she's no. really not. She's done terrible, terrible things. Um. I am curious where her character goes in the future because we've had more development now and we do know more about her past for better or for worse. And I'm just curious to see what that does bring in terms of Maya Lopez and where she fits into Daredevil Born Again, if at all. Well, probably an entire episode of flashbacks to other TV shows. Uh, yeah, there will be a lot of flashbacks to other TV shows because... <laughs> well, the just the whole first episode being basically one giant flashback to Hawkeye mixed in with little bits of new footage. Yep. It's just a weird choice. It was. Sorry, it that, that was just was. popped up into my brain because I was thinking about, like, we got her as a kid, we got her mom getting killed in the car accident, mm-hmm. and we got her dad uh, taking her to New York. And the fight with Daredevil. The rest was just footage from Hawkeye. Yeah, and I think there's part of me that wonders if they do that. So if someone's coming in and for whatever strange reason they've decided to watch Echo and they haven't seen Hawkeye, they at least get some context for... Yeah, but I I think like uh, the Marvels just came out and we didn't watch an entire episode of Ms. Marvel first. No, and that's true. Um, but the Marvels, although, yes, it was basically Miss Marvel 2, right? Um, it also was Captain Marvel 2, and it 
relate a lot of things that were based in Captain Marvel. And if you're going to see the Marvels, you've probably seen Captain Marvel. And with movies, they don't usually do that. So I don't know. I feel like it's a little different because it's a show versus a movie and movie has more limited time. Um, Whereas Echo had a total of like four hours instead of two. But I don't know. No, that's fair. I'm not sure. I don't disagree with you, though. I think it is a little... It was very flashback heavy. Um, Not even just... I mean, there was flashbacks in every single episode at some point. I'm glad that they didn't leave me wondering about the whole first Choctaws situation. They answered those questions by the end, because that's something that Marvel could have just been like, yeah, we we didn't feel like resolving that. So I'm glad (laughs) that they actually did. Oh, easily, yeah. (laughs) I feel like there are other moments of that where it's like, this person's past. You want to know why? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Um, so I'm glad that they at least gave us that and left us with other questions. But the questions that we're supposed to be asking, like, what is going to happen with Kingpin? Where is Maya going to end up? Is she going to stay in Oklahoma? Is she going to go back to New York? Is she still going to keep fighting Wilson Fisk? Or is that story beat done for her? I'm, I, those are the questions I'm happy to ask, right? Um, yeah. So I think that's cool. I only have one last thing that I want to talk about with this show, and I think it's that as much as I enjoyed this show, I mean, we, you know, lower end of the TV shows for sure, but it was still good. Um, I did think it was weird that it ended the exact same way as She-Hulk and every Fast and Furious movie with a backyard barbecue and the main character shows up and everybody goes, Hey, love it, man. I love and it. And then a it's lot great. of like indistinguishable dialogue over top of some sort of play out music yep. as it fades up into the sunset. Yeah. I mean, that's just a family thing, right? In the wise words of Dom Toretto, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's about family. Exactly. <laughs> um, and this, mo- this, this movie, um, this show was very much about family for Maya. So it does, that makes a little sense to me. Um, it, it, it is, does make sense. Again, I just thought it was funny. It was the exact same way that like she ended. Yes, did. and I mean, this had a lot of common tropes. This whole show, right? We I talked about the train scene being very tropey train scene. Um, that's a, that's a common end of a story family moment. So yeah, I, I get I it. But train I agree. Scene. Yep, that's yeah. trophy train. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have too too much to say more than that i we really covered all my thoughts on it like i'm struggling i think because i I agree it wasn't a bad show but it certainly in my mind wasn't a memorable show so like i'm just trying to like find other things and i'm struggling to because it's not something that i'm gonna go back and rewatch a lot exactly i'll happily go back and rewatch hawkeye i'll happily go back and Mm rewatch wandavision i'll i'll definitely rewatch loki yeah i don't think kind of like uh captain america winter soldier i don't think i'm gonna or falcon winter soldier whatever that show was called yes thank you for fixing that yeah because um, if I, you had I, said captain america the winter soldier <laughs> the best captain was, america movie i'm, ever, I'm just not gonna go upset. watch that <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of the best marvel movies ever made it's fine but like <laughs> i i don't see a need to rewatch that she-hulk yeah. i'm glad that i watched i don't think i'm gonna go rewatch it not that it was bad same for ms marvel mm-hmm. i don't know it, it, it's I, a show that 
if I were to rewatch any of the ones you just mentioned or this one, it would be because of what's coming out that pertains yeah. directly to what happens in this show, right? Like if if um like before Captain America um New World Order or whatever its name is now, is it New World Order now? Because it was I think so. It's like Brave New World or something at some point. I don't remember what it's the new the Captain America 4. Something. Like yep. before that comes out, I'll probably watch Falcon and Winter Soldier because it's something I haven't watched in a long time and I want to have a clear remembrance of everything that happens in that before that movie comes out because it's definitely going to tie in in some way. Right. Um probably same with Thunderbolts. Before that comes out, maybe I'll watch it because Bucky's such a crucial part of it. Hence Winter Soldier. But yeah. I don't know. Um I don't feel like I need to watch this again. I feel like this show is the epitome of the Bob Chapek era of Disney. I, I mentioned it earlier in the in the episode. Um, when Bob Chapek took over for Bob Iger, he pushed a lot of content out onto Disney Plus and pushed a lot of that onto the creators of various shows. That's why we got, instead of just The Mandalorian, we got The Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and or... You know, all, all of that stuff. And some of it ended up being good. WandaVision was great. Loki was mm-hmm. great. And I think they were planning on making those, but that's all they were really planning on making. And then we got so many other shows added into it, and mm-hmm. there was not enough oversight. There was so much going on that the writers of WandaVision and the writers of Multiverse of Madness didn't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And, and we ended up with just a lot of just shows for the sake of having a show and not shows for the sake of continuing on the story. Like, uh, I make the joke all the time that the MCU is the world's most expensive television show. This Mm -hmm. is filler episodes that don't need to exist simply because they can't exist. And, and this show could have been something different and could have been bigger, but it didn't need to exist. And I think it acts like that. It, It acts like it doesn't need to exist. Yeah, pretty much. That being said, Colin, why don't you start us off with our ratings for today? All right. So, uh, and we touched on ratings a little bit earlier on as well in the episode. We and um, if not based off of yes, oh. great. Sorry, I was going to say, and for those people who haven't listened before, <laughs> yeah. give an explanation of what, our, of what our ratings are. Yeah. So, so we rate things based off of not only how good it actually was, but how good or how much we enjoyed it. You know, so it might be like the worst trashy movie or TV show ever, but if we loved it, we're going to give it a higher rating, not a perfect rating, but definitely a higher rating. Mm -hmm. But if it was something that was technically, you know, great and we didn't like, kind of like this show for me, Mm -hmm. I'm out of five, one being I walked out of the theater, I turned it off, couldn't finish it, and uh, five being it was the greatest thing ever, I think this is a 3.5 for me. Okay. Maybe totally a three. Fair. Like I get just that. middle of the road, it was good. Mm-hmm. I wish that it was based off Kahardi instead. But, fair. you know, it, it, for, for what it was, for it existing, I'm glad I saw it. And that's about as far as it goes. What about you? Um, I always love when we have our conversations about these things before I rate it. Because, um, so I think we both do but i have like a running list every year of the movies and the tv shows that i see and as i see them i give a rating like immediately right after i'm done watching it 
Um, but sometimes the things that we actually talk about, after we talk about them, it changes my rating just based on things that you have said, things that I have thought about more mm -hmm. through our conversation. Um, right after watching this, like recency bias involved, obviously, and it being the last thing on my mind, I gave it a 3.5. Um, after this 45-ish minutes of us talking about it, I have brought it down to a three. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and that's that's not to say it wasn't good. Um, no, th I'm, three is three is average. Three is I'm going, okay. I'm very much going, it's right in the middle. I'm very much going back to the fact that it's not something I'm going to think about or remember moving forward really that much, right? Like, so Yeah. it wasn't terrible, but I don't oh, you know, that, that's actively one last thing feel I like I want to watch it. That, that is one last thing I want to talk about really quick, and that's kind of the whole reviewing culture of Marvel projects. I saw so many different video essays titled, Is Echo the Worst Thing Marvel Has Ever Made? And, and I know that that's all for clicks, and they actually talk about, you know, normal, at least most of them talk about the things that we basically talked about and come mm -hmm. to the conclusion that, yeah, it's just okay. But the black and white nature of, is this the best thing ever or is this ultimate trash? Mm -hmm. really needs to change i think otherwise marvel fans are going to be even more toxic gross than they already well, the are amount of memes extent. i see that like every time something comes out they're like yes that was great the next thing that comes they're like oh marvel's awful again and then something else comes out and they're like this is wonderful and then something else comes out and they're like this is awful it's yeah. so back and forth it needs to just marvel and i think i said this when we a couple weeks ago on the marvels episode that we did marvel has become if it's not as good as Endgame, it's not worth it. Right. Which isn't fair to Marvel. Because no. for me, Endgame is one of the best movies I have ever watched. Yeah. And you can't make every movie be the best movie I've ever watched. It doesn't work like that. That's not, not how... Not that, but I don't want it to be that. No. Because if everything's that, then that's no longer as good. So, like, exactly. I'm okay with some mid-things coming from Marvel. Like, I enjoyed Ant-Man Quantumania. I rated mm -hmm. it a 3.5. It wasn't great, but it was fun, mm -hmm. and that's all it needed to be. Same with the Marvels, right? The Marvels has the lowest box office rating of anything Marvel's ever put out, and I think that's just a testament to the fact that people don't want to leave their home anymore, and once it's on Disney+, Plus, it'll probably get watched a lot more. But Fair. it, got, it yeah. rated terribly. I had a I great mean, that's time how, that's seeing how it. Elemental was. Yeah. I, and I know we talked about this in the episode, um, but Elemental was the highest watched thing on Disney Plus when it came out. Mm -hmm. And not everything that Marvel puts out needs to be this big, dramatic, insane, make you cry thing. The Marvels wasn't made to be that. And because the Marvels was fun and upbeat and lighthearted for the most part, it didn't do as well because it's not that endgame level threat. It's not that endgame level feeling that you get while you're watching it. And if you enjoyed that little tangent about the Marvels, we have an entire episode about the Marvels that you can listen to. Uh, we do. I don't think I got as heated about it when we talked about it. No, no, you, did. you definitely <laughs> got, got a little heated bit more now. heated now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, that's the, that's the Marvel fan culture. That's what I'm kind of ranting about because Marvel kind of did it to themselves and it's definitely Bob Chapek's fault because he oversaturated the, the mm -hmm. community with superhero and now, anytime anything superhero comes out, people, one, if it's not at that level, it's boring. Because there's too much. Yeah. And I'm I think that, that also like... is a struggle. So 
I exactly what you're just about to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. Uh, so you can say it. Sorry. I'll stop. Talking. No, no, you're, you're good. <laughs> I'm just glad that this year we basically have off of Marvel. Like the only Marvel thing coming out movie wise is, is uh, uh, Deadpool. Yeah. And the only shows that are coming out are Daredevil Born Again Part 1 and Part 2, because I think they're going to split it into two nine-episode drops, and Ironheart, I think. Is Ironheart this year? I don't remember what else there Ironheart is. Ironheart might come out next year, but but even that, there's know. so much less Marvel coming out, and that yes. makes me feel better about future Marvel and Marvel that's happening. Me too, because we need the break. We really do. Granted, we're not really getting it because Sony's putting out three different movies this year, but that's fine. Whatever. Um, I mean, I, those are Sony movies. I don't count them. Don't as Marvel. really count. I know no. that they have the Marvel name, but like, <laughs> I, I look if if we're counting Venom as part of the MCU, uh, he's technically my in the MCU. Change. I have to say, he. I know. I know. He appeared for thirty seconds in two different things. Yeah, and but now and, he's gone again. So uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know why they did that. Unless they're going to include him down the road. So hopefully if you want to you've know about Venom, today. we have an episode on Venom too somewhere. It's, it's old, <laughs> we but did we Venom have too, one. didn't we? I think we did both. Yeah. They're somewhere well, out Venom, there. Yeah, that was a anyway, long time yeah. ago. Um, so that's our thoughts on Echo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed what you heard today. And if you did, don't forget to give rate us that uh, five-star rating on whatever podcast yeah. listening place you like to wow. use. I had something I really wanted to say, and I oh, don't okay. remember what it was. It had to do with us ending the episode, and that's why I was saving it. But now I don't remember what it was. So instead, if you didn't enjoy what you heard today, um, well, Vincent D'Onofrio might be scared of Maya Lopez right now, but he's probably not scared of you. So um, yeah. you don't want that. Yeah, you're going to end up like a ASL interpreter person. Just, uh, just, oh, God. <laughs> that was a brutal moment. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, don't forget to give us five stars, um, <laughs> no matter what, just because that's nice, and we like nice people. Um, there are new episodes of the Other Brothers Podcast every Tuesday-ish. We like to add Tuesday-ish, the ish, because yeah. sometimes I get behind, but um, <laughs> ish. That's all I'm going to say is ish. Yeah, uh, what I'm going to say is if you have any suggestions of what you think we should review next or what you think we should review in general or want to talk to us about your thoughts on Echo or any of the MCU properties or just the MCU as a whole, you can let us know on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at OtherBrosPod. Yeah, and most importantly, please tell people about us. Um, word of mouth is the best way to get us out there, so share that you like our podcast. <laughs> With that, I've been Colin. And I've been John, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, and we will see you next time.